0: Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers, like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. You know, I've talked to Egbert about that, and I think I may have him um, convinced that he's got the wrong attitude there. That We try to be all-inclusive, and that if Rick and Tracy Ellis want to come on the radio with us, (laughs) (laughs) no, seriously, we should be more than happy to. I mean, you know, to the point where See, this is the interesting thing. When I ran the talk station before, when we had the mouth and I had Brian Nevis on the mornings, I would have people call all the time and complain about him. And traditionally they were, or, or typically they were they were Democrats and they hated him because he was Republican. And I would say to them, come on and on, talk to him. You know, come on here and talk yeah. to him. And they would never do it. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, look, you know, you can call me and I know what you ultimately want. You want me to take him off the air but yet you don't want to essentially go on the air and voice your uh, uh, disagreement with him. And no. And even to the point where I told you the bizarre story that his wife, who worked at one of the competing radio stations, uh, not, not Brian's wife, but uh, the mayor of uh, Washington, Dick, Dick Straubman, who ran for the Senate position in the primary, mm-hmm. very hotly contested primary, um, she called me up, actually sent me a nasty email, which was sort of interesting. She okay. sent it on her radio station's uh, signature, on her radio station's <laughs> account, essentially telling me she's going to turn me into the FCC. Wow, nice you know, nice broadcast action there, right? You know, take care of your fellow broadcast, like I talk yeah, about all the time.
1: Yeah, crabs in a barrel, Brad. That's the whole philosophy, right. it seems like. But by the way, Brad, I mean, you know, as as a great real estate person once told me, I don't trust radio people. So I don't know if I can even, even trust that sentence from you, Brad. I, who, who trusts radio
0: people? That's not – that wasn't said to you that was said to me
1: (laughs) oh that's right that
0: was said to you who is a radio person by somebody who wanted to be a radio person by rick ellis yeah he said they don't trust radio people hey
1: tell your fcc story i want to hear
0: okay uh this is the second time this has happened where something that has come out as far as the fcc is concerned in it involves our stations um and was, I don't, know, I don't want to say big news, but was interesting news. And only one reporter called me. Only one. Same thing happened when we got the call letters of crap. I got one call I take yeah. that back. I got one phone call the, the morning. What happens is the FCC, um, when they up, uh, I think this is true of a lot of the government agencies, they update their websites and they update it like 5 o'clock in the morning. So anything that happened the day before shows up at 5 in the morning and then, you sure. you know, everybody looks at it and saying, okay, so lady from Inside Radio calls me and she says, I just want to make sure that this is true, that you got the call letters. Crap, K-R-A-P. Yes, that's true. Okay, thank you. And then it was about a week later where Dan Caesar from the Post-Dispatch, who, by the way, is a great reporter. Most of the time, he's an editor. I think he's still there, isn't he? Um,
1: I don't know if he's still there or not, but yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean,
0: and he kind of does a media analysis of the media, doesn't he? Right. He does, and specifically sports media. He's always, always talking about that kind of stuff. Really good. Yeah. Took me out to lunch, and we had a very nice, I mean, he he paid for it and everything. We had a very nice lunch, and... Probably after that, there were probably 60 or 70 stories that popped up. And I'm not exaggerating about sports crap and crap the callers and the whole bit. And nobody ever called me. And it was all essentially Dan Caesar's article just being writ, writ, rewritten. You could tell there were sections of the article that people just lifted, yeah. you know, like whole paragraphs at a time. Okay. So recently I had this happen where I had one guy call me about something, an FCC filing. And I'm literally pumping gas at a gas station. And the guy calls me up and I had no idea this would actually had happened with the FCC. He calls me up and he starts pump, you know, peppering me with questions. I go, I go, look, I'm pumping gas at the gas station. I have no idea what you're talking about. Can I get back (laughs) to my office? Can I call you back and let me go look at this and I'll discuss this with you? By the time I got back to my office, he'd already published the 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 report you know on his site, and it, he quoted me as saying i'm at the gas station pumping gas. Can I get back to you he you're put the, kidding no, I swear to God and the other thing was he used a term in the headline in the headline, which really ticked me off, and I will not say it on the air, but it really ticked me off because once again. It was fanning the flames. It was very derogatory. And so long story made short, I got my problem taken care of the FCC. This just happened a couple of weeks ago. And I email him. I go, hey, you're not going to write a story about me again? And he goes, why should I? I go, it's all taken care of. You told me. Well, I say what the headline, the headline of the story said, I was doomed. D-O-O-M-E-D. I'm doomed. Uh, you know, In other words, when someone says, hey, your business is doomed, what does that mean?
1: It's going out of business. It's, it's a sure thing. Right. It's, it's gone. gone.
0: It's gone. So he puts yep. that in the headline. So I said to him, I should send you this. You get a kick out of this. I should send, I said to him, I said, I want you to write in the headline that I'm undoomed. <laughs> yeah. And he says he wouldn't do that. So then he, he says, he says, I got my recorder running. Will you give me a quote? And I go, and I says, yes, we fixed everything. I'm now the queen of all media.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great.
0: Now he, he he didn't ask what your pronouns are, so that could work. Uh, he put that in the article too, which is sort of funny. But he's the only guy that called me. And yeah. once once again? I mean, I, you know, there's there's I worked with some incredible reporters. Back in the day at the old KSOQ, at one point in time, John Aubel worked for us. He did the morning yeah, newscast. Yeah,
1: the good old John I think we talked about him on our very first
0: show, Brad. John Aubel was the reporter's reporter. And I know there are a lot of people did not like John because of the fact that he was one of those guys that, you know, he was like uh, you know, a dog in a bone. You know what I mean? He just didn't give I do, up on stuff. Yeah. And to the point where he had sources, I would, sometimes I would sit in the newsroom, and I'm not exaggerating when I tell this, I would sit in the newsroom and I would listen to him work the phone. He would call, I mean, this is like pre-cell phone era, he would call his cop friends at home, hey, Bill, you know, I'm, I'm, you're off record, this is John Albo, No, off record, tell me what's going on. You know, and, well, John, you know, i sometimes... And they'd it, give him the real story right? because
1: he had a relationship with them.
0: Right, because of the fact that he went, you know, he, went, he was on the street, he'd shake their hand, yep. sometimes they'd go out for drinks or you know whatever it was you know he had a relationship with not that they would give him like you know uh, a a proper uh, or you know improper access if there was something that they couldn't talk about he they would tell him that but for the most part you know i mean and and once again you don't see those reporters anymore and the sad part of it is what's it gotten down to there's so many of the reporters who you know let's be honest most of the reporters on tv male and female. It's eye candy, you know? I mean, that's what oh, it is. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. I mean, and and not to interrupt, but a lot of times you can tell I, – I think of most of them as news readers well, because they can take a press release that comes from the governor's office. They can take a quote from the opposition and then read the quotes.
0: Well, see, that's the classic – the movie – uh, man, which yeah, <laughs> if you remember the one scene where they would complain he'd read anything in the teleprompter, the teleprompter, and just read they and they, yeah. and they they put the f bomb in the teleprompter or something like that, and he just read it and didn't even realize what he read. He's just like a machine, you know. He just and,
1: and I do think I mean I don't like the whole both sides both sides are wrong thing, but if you look at it, let's go back to the corporate communication side. If you look at it from a corporate communication side, and you're giving the reporter nothing, and you don't have a relationship with that reporter you it's hard to blame the reporter for just pulling quotes from a press release or giving a statement there's very little incentive it seems as somebody who did this for quite a while for 12 and a half years there's very little incentive to build relationships with reporters if all they're going to do is pull a couple sentences from from a press release. Now, the way that you build those relationships is over time, you have trust with reporters, whether they, whether you consider them friendly or unfriendly, they know that I, the number of conversations. And during the Monsanto era, let's make this about me for a minute, Brad, I had the freedom when it came to some of these high profile things to have conversations where I say, okay. And one of my bosses taught me this to just say, okay, are we off the record? Are we just talking here? And to give them context that might not put our company in the best light but gives them for, – for us to help the reporter and say, we are going to say this. Our opponents are going to say this. But here's why they're wrong. And here's what you need to ask the people who oppose us. And they won't be able to answer that question. But the broader point, Brad, is you have to invest time in those relationships. And if you're a reporter whose only goal is to spend two years at the post-dispatch before you run – Before you go to a better newspaper, or you only want to spend two years at KMOV before you go to a Chicago market, you don't care about building a relationship with people.
0: Well, isn't that sort of like spending uh, two years as the uh, Attorney General? Attorney General, and then because you. And then running for USA. You're not going to use that job as a stepping stone to a higher platform. Cynics like Brad (laughs) Hildebrand would make that point, I'm sure. I'm sorry. Okay, let's change directions here for a minute. Travis Kelsey, okay? Yeah. A lot of negative vibes yesterday about Travis Kelsey. This The scene was apparently he was taken out of the game for a couple of plays, and during one of the plays there was a fumble, and he was not happy about the fact that he was on the sidelines, and he went over and I want, I don't want to say chest bump, almost like he, he stomach bumped. He checked him. I'm not a hockey player, but he checked him, right? Right, and almost a little check. almost knocked him over. Now, yeah. Andy Reid, I heard this yesterday, Andy Reid is 65. He's the oldest coach in the nfl okay 65 and doesn't look in the best of shape okay let's be honest he doesn't look in really good shape matter of fact someone that i know told me that when during i didn't see this stuff but during the pregame show he came out in low stretch those stretch like athletic shorts and apparently he has some kind of i don't know what what this some kind of disease where he has Problems with the veins in his legs and the veins oh, in his—like le-
1: varicose veins?
0: No, he's got something else. Maybe varicose, oh. but they—they they look nasty. And supposedly, because of the fact that he has this disease in his legs, he can grow no hair in his legs. Oh, and—and and this person was telling me, "Oh my God, it was terrible! I can't believe it. this was a woman." She says, "I, it was terrible! I can't believe he—they did that." Blah 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 blah. And I'm going like, okay, so so they're making fun of Andy. So. What do you think? The thing, you as, as John, as John Combes, PR guy, PR flack, media guy, the thing I keep hearing is now because of the fact that Travis Kelsey obviously harassed his boss and, and physically bumped him, almost knocking him over, that Taylor Swift's people are going to go, you need to drop that guy. I, so uh,
1: interesting theory, absolutely not, because here's what it proves. It, it allows Taylor Swift an opportunity to say, mm, and I talked to my man and I told him we don't treat people that way. It gives her an opportunity once again to be like, my man is my man is such a savage, but I'm able to civilize him. And I told him I told him he was wrong for that. And I and I gave him a copy of my Time magazine article and I signed it. For the coach. And I said, sorry, my boyfriend is a big, is a big bully. Love, Taylor. She'll find some kind of a way to make a positive spin out of it.
0: You're being facetious, John. <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> really? Seriously? And, and, like- you know,
1: and, and I also think here too, Brad, if Travis Kelsey hadn't been, if he hadn't been in the spotlight, if he did, if he didn't know that cameras were on him at all times, he, he probably wouldn't have pulled this tough guy act with his coach. Do you want to be in a relationship with a man who lacks impulse control?
0: Well, no, hold on a minute. Now. But see, that's the interesting thing. The interesting thing is that the, the the naysayers, and this is what I was, you know, getting yesterday, the naysayers are saying that he has anger issues. And, and women should stay away from dudes who have anger issues. They should, uh, anger issues should be a deal breaker. If you start dating a guy and, and, and like, for example, there's, I, how many times have I heard this story? You've read this story about, like, a man and a woman go out on a date, or, you know, let's say they're dating for a while, and the man goes to the restaurant, they're sitting there, and the man is nasty to the waiter or waitress. So, mm-hmm. And it turns off his date. Well, the the you know the the things I read from the woman's perspective, you're done with that guy. That guy is mm-hmm. if yeah, that yeah, it's if, a turnoff. If, right. If yeah. that guy is mad, mean and nasty to someone who's you know working and trying to make a living, and even still, uh, essentially you're putting yourself. Well, I'm a customer, and you're just the waitstaff. You know, yeah, that, like yeah, that. you're you putting
1: know, yourself above.
0: that Right. Person. Right. Bang. It's over with. Get rid of that guy because that's just a small indicator of the the thing you're going to deal with for the rest of your life. Because he's ultimately going to treat you that way. I mean, I'm saying this from the women's perspective because of the fact that he's the dominant one and he's in charge. Yeah, I understand that not. logic. Sure. But so you don't see that like with the with the Taylor Swift thing that the, that her people would say, Yeah, bad image. You know, the guy's got anger issues. You don't wanna have that, you don't wanna you know, you're what about all your your female fans? They're gonna go like, Oh, Taylor's succumbed to some guy's charms who's just a you know, big bully? I don't know. I mean I think the flip side of
1: that is well, he was showing passion, and he cares so much about winning that he just he just went a little bit overboard. Listen, I'm no Travis Kelsey fan. I'm not a fan of Travis Kelsey. But I think that there's i I think that there's a way. For her people, so to speak, to be like, "Yeah, Travis got really heated, but you know he apologized to the coach, and you know Taylor talked to him about it, whatever happens, taylor will will have herself elevated over travis well, like Tra- you know she is the star, and travis is is the
0: dumb lug boyfriend <laughs> see what's interesting is you said it there a minute ago, and you sort of were angling around what what my idea is, I love people to have a passion for what they do, and obviously he was essentially saying. Coach, you know, he was essentially saying, Coach, if I was in there, that wouldn't have happened. That would not have happened. That would not have happened, you know, because, but, and once again, I read a lot of stuff yesterday. I read a lot of stuff on this that the sports guys were saying, hey, man, there is no I in team. You know, mm-hmm. it's a sure. team sport. You can't go to the coach and say, coach, because of the fact that you took me out of the game and you put somebody else in, they blew that play. It's yeah. it's your fault, not mine, because I, if I would have been in, I wouldn't have done that. You know, I don't make so mistakes.
1: There's a difference, though, between having – a passion for what you do and lacking impulse control and yelling at your 65 year old coach who you allegedly have a good relationship with. And if I'm not mistaken, that play was before halftime, right?
0: Uh, yeah. When they, the team wasn't doing so well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so right. you take that into the locker room and when when you're behind closed doors, first of all, you've had a few minutes to cool off. But again, if you're a woman, do you want to be in a relationship with a guy that comes home from a bar and you get in a fight and he, you know throws a phone against the wall or he punch puts his
0: fist through a wall.
1: Well, like, do you want to like what does that say about the guy's impulse oh,
0: control? Okay. Well, well let's let's take it the other extent, too. It's funny. Last night, you know, I watched a lot of videos and I watched some of these guys who buy cars at salvage auctions and things like that. There was an interesting one that came up last night that I have to talk about. Let's talk about that next break because this is from the women's perspective, okay? This is where okay. the woman is is the one who has the anger issues. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yes. <laughs> and it's actually sort of a, I mean, it's it's a sad story in the respect that, that something happened that shouldn't have happened. But by the same token, it's sort of like, okay, wonder what that guy did that got her so yeah. mad.